Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Let's have all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. There's a new podcast app that delivers chilling true crime stories straight to your mobile device. Every day they release a new episode that investigate the gruesome true acts of America's worst serial killers. And you can explore into the minds of psychopaths and murderers. To get started, find and download Murder Minute from the App Store or visit MurderMinute.com. That's M-U-R-D-E-R-M-I-N-U-T-E.com to get your daily dose of true crime creepiness delivered straight to your mobile device. It's a good show. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. Ugh. A terrible way to start. <laughs> I even gave you a heads up that we were going to start, uh, and you saved that. I thought there was a delay. Well, here we are. Oh, God. What's up, man? Not much, buddy. You're uh, you're looking all fresh-faced. Took it down. Yeah. Har- harvested. Looks good, man. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, you oh, shaved man. your beard. Yeah, it's starting to feel like a bit of a uniform. You know what set it off? Somebody, like, you know, when you are... Uh, I'm not going to say I'm famous, but a public figure. Yeah, yeah, and when, yeah. But, You're famous in the comedy world. Well, and just the fact that uh, people just uh, address you online, strangers, and just tell you whatever they feel like. <laughs> and uh, there's some dude on Instagram like, man, don't ever shave your beard. Like people that saw me on love, like, don't ever shave your As soon as somebody says it, I'm like, oh, i got to shave my beard. Now. Yeah. Because as soon as somebody... Because you know what you're saying when you say that is that uh, I'm ugly. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my that my face is uh, unacceptable. You got a face for radio. Yeah, yeah. You got yeah. a face for podcast. Don't ever shave. Don't ever stop covering up your face. <laughs> and I just wrote back to that dude too. I'm like, you know, you just told me I'm ugly. No. And then the backtracking began, and then it's like, I don't want to block anybody online, mm-hmm. but like, then people start like all of a sudden like just like. Every few days, hey, what's up? Like, it's not an open dialogue, man. And so I just block the dude. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> no, man, we're not pals. I called you out for calling me ugly, and you don't know what to do with yourself because somebody responded to your bullshit. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. but that was that was a, that was a, like a month or so ago. But I was like, yeah, I just walking into every comedy show, and that's like, mm-hmm. that's like the uniform. Yeah, I kind of wanted to change it up. I felt that way for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. I justify it by 
by knowing that I've had this beard way before yeah. beards were cool. But you got pictures of you as a young man online, and you're a striking gentleman. I was a striking gentleman. Now I'm just too fat. So I'm. this is just the typical fat guy beard. But you have, like, a strong jaw. I don't. Mm-hmm. I just have my teeth, and then, uh, then it, I have... I don't even have a double chin. I just have the fat part of a double chin, and that's it. No, I think, I think just because you're so used to the beard that you're yeah. self-conscious about that. You're, you got a fine chin. I got a big round head. <laughs> but yeah, it just it just felt good. Like, especially when you like, I hate the feeling of relying on something. Mm-hmm. You know, like it being like, like it being a crutch. Like, oh, that mm-hmm. was you know, and it was for a while. Like, oh, like. 11 years ago in comedy, if you walked on stage with a big stupid beard, people were like, what's this guy? Mm-hmm. Like, we'd get people's attention. Now it's the norm. Yeah. Now it doesn't mean shit. Well, for me, too, it Could've was... Done the same with these tattoos. <laughs> these didn't have to be around forever. <laughs> these don't mean shit anymore. To me, it's just a reminder to myself that, uh, you know, not to sound like... Uh, douchey about it but like yeah, i'm, I'm part of the counterculture like i'm i'm not a nine to five or i'm not a white collar guy you know yeah with the tats and the beard it just but that doesn't mean that anymore no i guess not yeah i mean that's like how far rappers have to, have to tattoo their faces to prove that they're yeah. part of the counterculture i'm like i'm not gonna yeah i think i just want to be part of the culture again <laughs> no if, counter. if everybody's part of the counterculture it's not a counter to anything yeah yeah. I think that's why you find more and more. Not, now I don't want to dive into this, but you find more and more like right-leaning people, just because everything's to the left. Mm-hmm. At least in the world we live in, comedy yeah. and hanging out in the most, yeah, you know, and good. I'm glad that, but I feel I think more and more people like that is. When was it Richard Spencer? That dick bag was mm-hmm. like when he was like, but he's like, we was saying like conservatism is, is the new punk rock, like you said. I think, but I think he meant that in the sense. But yeah, it's the new counterculture. It's going against the mainstream, which I understand the terminology in that. But mm-hmm. also, you have to look at punk rock as just a, a frustrated white man, mm-hmm. uh, angry about uh, their misunderstanding of the world. So mm-hmm. in that case, yeah, your fucking movement is pretty punk rock. So yeah, it's a bunch of white white dudes punching at problems you don't have. <laughs> So, anyway, my two cents. Podcast over. Going back to the guy calling you out or, or saying you don't don't shave your beard. What is the urge to constantly correct people on Twitter or online? And let me preface this by saying, I rarely, I rarely do. I am so thankful that people even give a shit about me or what I'm doing. You know, anytime someone reaches out to me. You know, I'm I'm grateful that you know because the alternative could be like just complete anonymity. Nobody, which was my career for ten, twelve years (laughs) up until recently. Um, But I had a thing the other day. Uh, I just made I I, I was ranting on Twitter about uh, Bank of America, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. Mm -hmm. But um, and I just said, you know, they 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 keep your money for sixty business days, Mm -hmm. and then I followed up was like that's three months, Mm -hmm. and some guys like uh actually that's two months. And I'm like, uh, 60 business days is 12 weeks. Yeah. Like, thanks for chiming in, though. What is the need to... Okay, first of all, if you're going to correct somebody and call them out... Be correct. You better be fucking correct. (laughs) You fucking dickhead. Like, uh, but also just the, uh, actually, well, uh, actually stick it up your fucking ass. I know what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, what is that? What is the need to do that? 
I think, well, because, uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I know the psychological studies of what social media does to people. You used to have to go to an open mic to be heard. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why you get weirdos. People weren't even comedians, but you could sit back and go, like, they need this. Yeah. At least you got out of your house and waited and mm-hmm. got your five minutes to piss and moan. Yeah. Like, if Bank of America screwed you over <coughs> and you waited and you're going to give the world a piece of your mind mm-hmm. five minutes at a time. And now everybody gets to voice their opinion. Mm-hmm. But it's only, only if you acknowledge that you hear it does it matter. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Look at number of posts versus number of followers. Yeah. It's how much you talk versus how much people are listening. And that guy wasn't being malicious. No. You know, he, he, even, a- he even responded once I corrected him. Like, ooh, I'll see myself out. But, like, and it's fine. I don't take a personal offense to it. But, like, hey, dumb fuck, why don't you, first of all, like we said, if you're going to fucking try to correct somebody, yeah. you better be a 1,000% sure that you are correct. I think I think you're giving them more credit, thinking they're, they're putting more thought into what they're writing to. So people's like, like being on Twitter is just like sitting in a conversation. Oh, I'll respond. Oh, I was wrong. Okay, yeah. Like they're not putting as much weight on it. I just. Uh, but it's more so than that, though. It's more than just a conversation because that's what we're doing. You and yeah. I are having a conversation. If you say something wrong, oh well, mm-hmm. you were still playing the game. No one asked for his two fucking cents. No. I didn't ask for anybody to chime in. <laughs> That's uh, 99.9% of yeah. <laughs> social medias. Nobody asked for your two cents. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, I don't know. Oh, I, well. but this is a, this is an old, old man rant hole we could <laughs> fall down. And another thing. Yeah. What else been going on, buddy? Uh, I've been out, been out in the mountains, man. Oh, yeah? You've been Ride, bike riding? Riding the bikes. Any bears? Any bobcat? No, that was just no. that was that one last week. I didn't see any nature. Hmm. Saw some deer. No, I saw deer yesterday, mm. two days ago, and then this one. Oh god! Uh, Did shredding, you get red? Shredding the gnar, man. Did you shred? It. Yeah, shredding it. It's getting real rad. <laughs> it's getting super rad. I always like I fall, but it's the dumbest fall. This one I was just. It was just so many rocks on the trail. Like I'm steering. I'm all right, and then one rock would bump me, like to the left, and another one, and I'm like bushes, and I just uh, rode into the bushes. Huh. And then fell the other way. Have you, like, martial artists will learn how to fall. Have you learned how to fall correctly? <laughs> no. No, and there's not a technique that, like, you bail and then you do, no. do a technique where you don't kill yourself? Well, I mean, like, the stunt people, it's like, I know I'm going to fall. Uh-huh. I'm riding the bike. It's not like, oh, I, well, actually, there are some times where it's like, oh, yeah, here you go. Uh-huh. And, uh... I mean, I got pads, I got helmet, mm. kind of like, all right, man, this is why you put this shit on. Yeah. So, I cracked, I told you, the, a couple weeks ago, I crashed, and I was wearing, uh, there you go. Get out of here. I was wearing knee pads, and I just by myself, and I slid out in a bunch of gravel, but like, I saw the knee, but I had the knee pad, okay. and, I saw, and I just, I was excited, <laughs> and as I was falling, I just went, knee pads! And I was like... Just excited they were doing their job. Deep ass. Yeah, because it was a silly fall. I wasn't going super fast. There was no, like, cliffs I was going to fall off of. So it's like... Yeah, it's part of it. Here we go. <laughs> no, knee pads! Like, good job, fellas! Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm just out there. I'm just out there having a good time. When I was a teenager, uh, we used to heckle... Me and my friends would heckle people in public because we were just idiot shithead teenagers. Oh, yeah. But the game was you just... 
all you do is just say what they're doing in a real sing-songy, sarcastic tone. Oh. Like we drive by like a guy on a skateboard, and we just roll their window down and go, Skateboard! <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun game to play. I, I agree with that. Jogging! <laughs> yeah, okay, what? Yeah, I'm jogging. What? <laughs> It's not really an insult. They're just saying what I'm doing, but it sounded like an insult. Oh, boy. What's going on with you, man? Oh, man. The, the good times keep a coming. Having a great... It's a summer of Dave. What, uh, you what know, happened? Dad died. All my money's gone. There's other things that happened that I'm not at liberty to talk about yet. And then two days ago, I got in a goddamn wreck. It's a good summer. Things are good. I got I got rear-ended, just just boom, just uh, it was like a domino effect. I was yeah. the, the the second collision. Mm-hmm. Uh, lady behind me, where I'm driving on anybody who knows the L.A. area. I'm in Glendale on San Fernando, going south, directly under the 134. Oh, by where the big fish was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, what's that Golden Road Brewery right oh, over yeah, there? Yeah. So there's a red light. We're all kind of coming to a slow stop there, and um, the lady behind me. Just she, the guy behind her, I, I don't know what he was doing, texting, whatever, but he just smashed the shit out of her. So he was the. Yeah, the, he was the asphalt driver. driver. And then that impact shoved her car into the back of mine, which the second impact, the one that impacted me, was pretty severe. I can't imagine, you know, well, I saw the damage to her car, but uh, just a boom and then a boom and. Uh, but, like, I didn't even see it coming. I wasn't looking in the rear view. I was just looking ahead, slowing down, and then just wham. Like, I heard the first boom that's a, and then a when split you hear, second. When you hear it behind you yeah. and you tense up, that's yeah. when you get in trouble physically. Like, yeah. Kind yeah. of loose. Yeah. So, uh, fortunately, not a lot of damage. I couldn't believe there was as minimal damage to my car as there was based on the collision. It was a pretty violent collision. Good on the Sienna. But, uh, yeah, Sienna, you know, it's it's a workhorse. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, fortunately not hurt, but, you know. Well, let's see what next week's another, episode has for us. Another great thing going on. And then uh, an update on the uh, on the money situation. Uh, we're at day eight right now. <laughs> Still no money back in my account. I call them every day and annoy the shit out of them. And they won't even let me speak to the investigator, the fraud investigator, because I got some questions for him. Here's one thing. I don't know if I pointed out last week. Okay. I got it happened initially it happened last Wednesday. So on, on a Wednesday they took everything I own minus $8. They, I don't know why they left $8. Oh, cuz they're they're on your side. <laughs> Wipe me out. Minus $8. Okay, this is on Wednesday. I call um, 4 hours later they're able to give me what they call a provisional credit. They put the money back in and then they said with the with the caveat of look, we're going to do an investigation. If it turns out that you that you stole your own money, we're going to take this back, but you know, it sounds like you were a victim, so we're going to give you the money back and I was like, "Great, no harm, no foul." They did not freeze my account. So the very next day, I got hit three more times presumably by the same people you, so you told them yeah uh but but here's my question like okay if on wednesday that i i get frauded and y'all have to give me money back how about freeze my account or maybe put a note in the account that so when the very next day someone same place in the same place, the same place confirmed you're not in. exactly 
You know, so they let whomever this was the very next day go and do it again. And now they won't because now it's happened twice. They're not giving me the provisional credit. They're going to wait till the very till the uh, investigation is complete, which could be 60 business days. Um, so I'm just without my money. But it's like and I told him yesterday, I was like, hey, Bank of America, aren't you a little bit responsible for not even no, for, for letting it happen a second time? The government's established that banks aren't responsible. <sighs> Jesus. And like, what do they expect? They expect people to just spend three months without their money? And I told her, I was like, I'm not rich. I don't have multiple accounts stashed around. Like, this is all my money. And uh, no, just, well, it's just the way it is. Yeah. I, uh, no accountability. about that before. Mm. Fuck a bank, man. Fuck a bank. Everybody keeps man. telling me to join a credit union or something, but like, how's that different? Like, someone can hack a my account in a credit union just as much unless credit unions have policies where they really do cover their customers ass like you know oh if you get hacked we'll give your money back immediately no that's but, what we're talking about that's why people use credit cards for things though. yeah banks are shit uh, but I, I, don't know. Know. I don't know man what are we gonna i don't know dude I don't know. i'm feeling good though man lost seven pounds this week that's, that's a, see it's a suitcase off know. the queen mary but uh you that's, know but that's <laughs> You're drinking a, I mean, this is not our sponsor, but what are you drinking? Drinking a Celsius. It's like a all-natural Red Bull, like an all-natural energy drink. Why is it called Celsius? No idea. I don't know. Science? (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty tasty. Uh, But yeah, yeah, no booze, no sugar, no carbs all week. Seven pounds in five days. Gotta have a vent, man. Especially with what's going on. It's crushing you. And you're, you're going to deny gonna, yourself just gonna snap. any outlet? Yeah, yeah. man. You're going to go full falling down. Oh, man. Been eating a lot of Poke Bowls. I like a Poke Bowl. I like I did. Two years ago, I didn't even know what a Poke Bowl was. Now, now, now I can't they get won't enough. let you not know. Yeah. Every corner. It's good stuff, man. Just raw fish. Fish in like a salad. Yeah. Fish salad. Fish salad. Like a sushi salad, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, you can put different things in it. One I had yesterday, just a bunch of seaweed. <laughs> And uh, just weird green seaweed, and uh, it was tasty. Seaweed's good. And then a uh, bunch of raw salmon, and then just like some sort of ginger sauce. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's real good. It's one of the places where you can like put it together yourself. Mm-hmm. Give yeah, you just kind of tell them what you like, want. Like, a, like ocean chipotle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just a little this, a little that. Yeah. Let's do it. Hey, I got a, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, some relationship stuff real quick. What you want to uh, talk about, I want to talk about my you wanna, feelings. You want Dr. Phil this shit? Uh, no, I just, I wanted to get someone else's opinion on this. All right, uh, Katie and I, uh, Katie's a wonderful gal. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, uh, still doing uh, free free fitness classes every Monday and Friday at Griffith Park. If anybody uh, in the L.A. area wants to do some circuit training, she's trying to get her little uh, personal training business off the ground. So she decided to do a bunch of free classes just to kind of spread the word. So, um, but anyway. Right in the park, right in a nice place. Yeah, right there in Griffith Park. Uh, I mean, Griffith Park's huge, but uh, anybody who's interested, uh, holler at me. I'll give you the specific address where she's at. But uh, anyway, great gal. We got a great relationship. Really, really digger. Cool gal. But uh, we had a, not an argument, not a fight, but like one of those playful arguments. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're not fighting, but we're clearly disagreeing, like a friendly debate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, uh, I don't know if this is a uh, stereotype or cliche with women, but a big fan of the pillows. Just so many pillows just all over the house. Got like seven pillows on the couch, eight or nine pillows on the bed. Just everywhere you turn is a goddamn yeah, pillow. Yeah, we got a lot going on. I don't understand. I've, 
this come from a guy who slept in a vehicle for three years. I only had one pillow. Um, no, no room for for extracurricular pillows. But uh, anyway, so I was like, look, what's going on with these pillows? And, and like, plus, Katie's the kind of gal, too. Like, she doesn't just go to bed. She just stays up until she passes out. She's like, she doesn't drink anymore, but she still blacks out. She just, <laughs> she'll just stay up, and then a switch goes off, and it's like she got shot with a tranquilizer gun. Well. Just boom. Like, and she'll just go into the bedroom, and, like, she's asleep before her head hits the pillow. So she'll just really? she'll starfish the whole bed. She'll take all nine or ten pillows. So, you know, and I always stay up a little later, and I'm like, all right, I'll be in there in a little bit. So when I come in, she's got all the – there's no pillows on my side of the bed. She's just – and it's like – you know, it's like – and she's she's not a – I'm reluctant to say she's a big gal because that has a negative connotation. She's she's very fit and trim, but she's tall. Yeah. She's 5'11", so she takes up a lot of space when she's all sprawled out. And uh, so it's <laughs> like just – like a great day. Yeah. I go in. It's like a – dead dog on the bed that I can't move her and there's no pillows and I said look what's which pillows are mine that's all I'm asking you got 10 damn pillows in here I would I want to know which ones are mine and they're all different colors and stuff so it's not like you can't tell them apart uh, viscosities yeah different (laughs) yes different thicknesses and all that but she's like what's it matter and I'm like well I want my own pillow or pillow give me one or two that are mine and she's like, just grab whatever. I'm like, well, first of all, I can't grab whatever because you. She's got them in headlock. She's sticking them up her ass. She's she just oh, just get, got all these pillows, and but she just acted like I was being a diva because I want my own designated pillow. And I'm like, I'm doing you a favor. I'm sweating and drooling all over these things. It's disgusting. I caught myself this morning. I woke up. I yeah. You, you don't want to use my pillows. That's what I'm saying. Like, give me designated pillows. You have your seven pillows and give me one or two. Yeah, I thought somebody hid some old roast beef in one of them pillows this morning. I woke up like, God damn. That was like, it used to just be in the beard. I would drool in oh. my own beard. Didn't you but used to have man. a joke about pillows? Like, the stains? Oh, yeah, yeah. About What was that? Like, just don't ever look at your pillows, like yeah. all the stains and stuff. It's so gross. That's on a pillow, and Ugh. then you have to realize like you did that. Yeah, like that stuff that happens at night came out of asleep. your head. Yeah, this is what you do when you're sleeping. Yeah, yeah, that was a horrible realization. Ugh. And that was kind of my point. Was she like, just want your own. Put your own pillowcases on there, so you know which ones are yours. But she just acted like I was. That was just. Uh, that was just a mountain too far to climb. Like, you know, oh, okay, diva. And I'm like, I'm not being a diva because I want my own damn pillow. But uh, so that's, I guess we're doing good if that's the extent of our arguments right now. Well, that's not so bad. You're just having little cute little lover's quarrels yeah. about your pillows. I don't know. But, and she's, I don't know, man. Plus living with some a healthy person and stuff like that's rubbing off. You lost seven pounds. That's right? true. But uh, she doesn't know. She gets the munchies like crazy, but she doesn't know what she's doing. She sucks at the munchies. Just no clue. <laughs> she's eating. She's on a dried pasta kick. She'll get high as shit and just eat a bunch of dried pasta like a mentally challenged fourth grader. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, not. what are you doing? I'll cook that. We can get real food. She just. Ugh, and it, like I don't know when I get I plan my munchies out. I know they're coming. Well, you could just so, have other snacks. Yeah, she just oh, she's just eating oatmeal and dried pasta and just uh, yeah, that's not fun. What's no. the point of eating? Yeah, I'm like just if you're gonna do it, just go all the way. 
But yeah, she's she but doesn't like to why cook. She's in shape. Yeah, I and guess you're so. Not. I'm eating a bunch of dried pot. I mean, that's that's like a psychopath. That's a crazy person eating dry, just yeah, handfuls. Just she'll just grab twenty. I'm not gonna say at some point just like 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 uh, going down one one piece of uh, uncooked spaghetti. Just for a texture change up, yeah. Just a little snap, 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 snap. You know, just get in there. But there's no flavor. There's no. I like taste. chewing ice. I'm one of them people. You yeah, know, that's a weird thing. People hmm. chew ice. I'm yeah. one of those guys. Love it. Love chewing. Ice. I do that kind of sub uh, subconsciously. Mm-hmm. It's not good for your teeth. Though. Oh my god. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What are we talking about this week? Who are we, we going to talk about, about today? Yeah, we can get into it, man. I know people. I know some people are like, they never get to the topic. I'm like, well, well don't go, worry about it. Yeah, go listen to another podcast yeah. where we do get to it. Well, where here's they, where they get to it. Here's, here's a topic that I've been uh, meaning to get to. Uh, somewhat topical, no pun intended. Um, topical topics. Topical topics. Nuclear weapons. That's okay. been a That's been in the... Uh, been in the public consciousness, I mean, for 60 years now, but especially in the last, ever since Trump got in office and the whole Trump and North Korea and, you know. <laughs> what I read, that China might want to start a war now? Yeah. And I never really thought too much. Uh, nuclear weapons, that's just one of those, to me, up until now, it's just been one of those ambiguous terms of mm-hmm. like, you know, world war and like, uh, you know, really high stakes combat. But... Um, I started thinking, like, uh, how many how many nuclear weapons are out there, and uh, nobody really knows because uh, China, Russia, no one's no one's claiming, uh, no one's given an accurate uh, inventory. Yeah. You know, no one wants to. You know, no. Russia's not going to tell us exactly how many and where they are. Uh, North Korea's not going to do that. But uh, just wanted to, um, the topic today: missing nukes. Some whoopsies. There's some whoopsies out there. There's a bunch of missing nukes. Uh, broken arrows. Broken arrows. That could also mean a term for like a, uh, a malfunction nuke. Uh, it, broken arrow is kind of a encompassing term, but but yeah, it definitely would fall under uh, missing. But yeah, there's a bunch of missing nuclear. I always I got to be careful with nuclear. I want to. I always want to say nuclear, I'm like George I'm Bush like I'm George Bush. <laughs> uh, nuclear weapons. There's a. Uh, first of all, let's let's talk about where the. The non-missing ones are like uh, there's, a, there's a, the, <laughs> yeah. the non-missing ones, the ones that we can't account for. Um, it's kind of kind of scary when you think about, uh, especially in America, just how many nuclear bombs are just all over. There's um, Los Alamos, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of them there at the uh, Los Alamos National Laboratory. Uh, Livermore, California. I don't know where that's at. Like Where's Livermore? Area. Okay, Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory. They got a bunch. Um, there's uh, there's a whole bunch right in the city limits of Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Are we talking storage? Or are we talking ready to launch silos? <sighs> That's a good question. These are all active. 
So the list I'm reading says that they're active. So I don't know if that means that they're ready to launch or that's just where they're storing them. But yeah, it's, it's something maybe I should have figured out. Uh, <laughs> Oh, this is on the National Park Service website. You oh, can really? Look up where Minutemen missiles are. Oh, jeez. The National Parks. Mm. Now we were talking about that before. The National Parks. That's why people might go missing in National Parks. Mm-hmm. They got like missile sites. Oh, did we? I don't remember covering that point. I thought we were chit chatting about. We were talking about people missing in National Parks. I don't know if I remember the the nuclear uh, weapon angle. But um, yeah, Amarillo, Texas, uh, Paducah, Kentucky. Uh, Largo, Florida, Oak Ridge, Tennessee. So just scattered all over America. Yeah. And that's just in America. Now, uh, f- there's there's a bunch, obviously, in Russia, China, North Korea's got some. There are no nuclear weapons on the southern hemisphere. So if you live really? south of the equator, to, their not, to, to public knowledge, there's no none of those countries. You know, South America, Africa, uh, Australia. No nukes. Yeah. Not that anyone's aware of. So... Um, that leads me to the, the main topic is there's a bunch of missing ones. I'm gonna I'm gonna share I, with you. I grew up near a ground we're near Ground Zero for Chicago. Really? Did I talk about that before? I think so. Like about Nike, mm-hmm. miss, Nike missiles are anti-nuke missiles. There's Nike missiles or an old Nike missile site here in the Santa Monica Mountains. Really? Which means that was gonna be like you know that's where the defense like those are the anti-nuke missiles they would launch by the nukes. The ones that would shoot and shoot yeah. down. And we would go to a place called Nike Park, and that's where they had. Hmm. It's like train line. We would always like there's these train lines that would just end out there and like, oh yeah, so the military could bring anti nuke wow. missiles. Off Route fifty three. So ground zero was Route eighty three North Avenue. Wow. I talked I did talk about that. In the yeah, past, yeah, I do remember. According you to my uncle. So I don't know if you take him as an authority. Well here's a few cases of uh at least in America where nukes just went missing. Um some I mean obviously most of these are the result of um uh, just accidents, like mm-hmm. them being deployed, dropped into the ocean on accident, stuff like that. February 13th, 1950, an American B-36 bomber en route to Alaska, uh, from Alaska to Texas, during a training exercise, it lost power in three engines, began losing altitude. So to lighten the aircraft, the crew jettisoned its cargo, including a 30-kiloton Mark IV, uh, nicknamed Fat Man, nuclear bomb into the Pacific Ocean. Uh, conventional explosives detonate on impact, producing a flash and a shockwave. The bomb's uranium components were lost and never recovered, according to the USAF, whoever that is, what, United States Air Force? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, that is. <laughs> the, oh, come here for the facts. The plutonium core wasn't present, uh, but nevertheless, uh, that bomb has yet to be found, uh, just somewhere in the Pacific Ocean uh, back in 19... 19- 50. Now, before I get into these other stories, I couldn't really find too much. Uh, Why are you training with a live nuclear? Yeah, exactly. Now, the question now is, let's say there's there's a, a nuclear bomb just floating at the bottom, not floating, but sunk at the bottom of uh, yeah. the ocean somewhere. Now, what's going to, what's gonna is, is that bomb now in danger of going off? Or like, do they have I, to like? Is there a yeah? I don't know what the what the mechanism or what you need to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it just erodes, yeah. So, That's but the thing. like, you can have explosives, but without the thing that mm-hmm. detonates it, maybe it's fine. Maybe it's just a big old. But that that causes a a two prong uh, concern. So, if it's capable of deton- detonating, 
then that's that's one issue we got to deal with. But then the other is, for example, a lot of these have plutonium in them, and is that plutonium just leaking out into the ocean? Like, what's that doing to the environment, to the water, to whatever? So that's scary too. Um, well, I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, Fat Man was the bomb. That was the well. I don't know that they named. That was what they dropped on Nagasaki. Was that the same bomb? Yeah, I don't know if it's the code name for all that. Uh, okay, yeah, it was the Mark Three. This is obviously a lot of people are aware of this, but um, Nagasaki and Hiroshima, uh, three days apart, we dropped those bombs back in what forty five on Japan. Uh, I don't know. That was a that was a war crime. I don't know which one did what, but between the two, two hundred thousand people died. I mean, think about that. We dropped two bombs and killed two hundred thousand people. It's an interesting sport, but in Hiroshima, there's like some. It still stands to mind. It was like one of the only things that's. It's like a metal staircase from inside, or a fire escape. Oh, really? It's the only thing left standing. Really? That's near Ground Zero. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, to think that that was was it the fog of war? It's a real good documentary about uh, Robert McNamara and talking mm-hmm. about like what went into making that decision. Him mm-hmm. saying like, if we lose the war, we will all be tried for war crimes for what we're doing here. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just like I'm getting more and more fascinated with they say how people have to be sociopaths to uh-huh. make it as CEOs yeah. of business. Or politics or Hollywood, like you have to be able to make decisions that will affect hundreds or thousands of yeah. lives, not necessarily taking them, but firing them or mm-hmm. just, uh, just to be in a point where like, yeah, okay, we're going to drop these bombs on. I mean, that's crazy. And kill that many people. Well, here's what's scary. And we're scared of we're scared of people like Kim Jong-un. We're scared of outside leaders. Mm-hmm. That's what we did. Yeah. Yeah. And we're scared of it. We should be scared. People yeah. are like, oh, look at the, what they can do. Well, and, you know, I don't know enough about politics and how all this stuff works. But just, you know, like Trump in, in, in North Korea, you know, like d- disarm. D- we, we, we want you to disarm. Yeah. Well, you disarm. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm pro North Korea, but uh, their argument is you disarm. No, but yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, two, two guys with guns pointing at each other. Yeah, but uh, you're crazy. So you should put your gun yeah. down. Well, then fuck you. Uh-huh. No, I'm going to get another gun. That's that's why it's called an arms race. But yeah, I don't I uh, well, that's I mean that's Well, here's above what our pay grade with yeah. that kind of stuff. But. Here's what's scary to think about that though. Those two bombs in 45 in Japan mm-hmm. killed 200,000 people. Apparently the bombs that we're making today in the last 20 years are thousands of times more powerful than those bombs. I mean, good lord! A fa- oh, if there's a nuclear war, that's the end of the earth. I mean, I good think. god! Like that's thousands of times more powerful than the ones that killed two hundred thousand people. Mm-hmm. Jesus! I think that would be. But that's the whole. You know, people think that, they're, that nobody would launch a nuclear weapon mm-hmm. because they know it's. Uh, what was it? What was? Oh, it was called. It wasn't called the Black Hand. It was like a doomsday device that Russia had. Hmm. That if it detected that if it detected a nuclear strike mm-hmm. and it wasn't told that it was an error or a mistake or it's under control, this machine would within a certain amount of time automatically launch 
all of Russia's missiles. Jesus. Just for, just to be like fucking you got us. Well, you're getting you're getting got to. Oh my god. Like just the, the just such a like fuck you move. Like so even if Russia's wiped out, there's a device that would still launch all their missiles towards us. That is so scary. Uh, yeah. So that, but that's there's meetings. There's meetings above people like that come up with this. Well, you know, the, the, again, sociopaths that still like that are and I'm not even saying sociopath as a negative term. That's the type of personality you have to be to be, yeah. you know, a, a military leader. Like, all right, I'm going to send 100,000 troops over there and we're going to lose 60,000 of them. Mm. I, we're going to lose that many. I'm gonna, and I'm saying yes to that. God damn. I'm, I'm one individual mm-hmm. with, you know, with the council, but saying yes to that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, how, can so, how can someone be a serial killer? Fucking probably pretty easily, given if you're a fucking sociopath. Or a psychopath. Yeah, they're out there. Some of them channel it into just being YouTube stars. <laughs> well, and this may be a dumb question, but, like, you always hear about, like, the red button. And, and like, so does Trump have access? Like, could he detonate nuclear bombs? Or or is there a whole procedure? Think, he has to get a, approval from military personnel? Or what, I was reading something. Like, every president has there's the nuclear football, a briefcase or something mm-hmm. that contains... Yeah, I think I personally think that there's always an override system, but who mm-hmm. gets to decide that? Yeah. Is it a majority rules vote mm-hmm. within that? You know, is it or is it one of those things where you got to have three people with keys and they all turn them at the same yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I want there still to be a, something that we don't know mm-hmm. that's a safety precaution. Yeah, like that makes instead of like no, nope, just the guy going, I want to do it. Yeah. Fuck these people. I wonder if they put... Maybe there's a dummy button. Hmm. And then they do it, and then they see how the person, like, how they react to their own actions after 10 minutes. Yeah. And then, like, if it's like, oh, what have I done? Like, oh, okay, good, because here's the real button. Yeah. And they're like, we got to do this. Or like in a, in a movie when someone has a... An unloaded gun, but they're not aware of it, and then they try to shoot their buddy. Oh yeah, and it's like you—you you tried to kill me. Yeah, <laughs> I knew. What, yeah, I wonder if that maybe it was just a dummy button. Mm. All right, here's another story. Uh, March 10th, 1956, a B-47 carrying two nuclear weapon cores, two nuclear weapon cores. I don't know what the difference is there. Uh, from MacDill Air Force Base in Florida to an overseas air air base. It disappeared during a scheduled air-to-air refueling. So they're trying to do that mm-hmm. that cool air-to-air refueling thing. Yeah. Uh, disappeared over the Mediterranean Sea, Mediterranean Sea. After becoming lost in a thick cloud bank at 14,000 feet, the plane was never heard from again, and its wreckage, including the nuclear cores, was never found. And they say, although the weapon type remains undisclosed, Mark 15 thermonuclear bombs, uh, those are the ones commonly carried by B-47s, would have had a combined yield of 3.4 megatons. Whatever that means. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but so here's one that just, you know, uh, 1956, plane full of bombs, just never seen from again. Don't know where the hell this one went. Don't know if it crashed. Don't know if it got hijacked. Who knows? So. Oh. <laughs> that's scary. Oh. I wonder where the. I wonder if like like what, where do you think the closest missile silo is? To us, yeah. Well, I mean, I've got this list here, uh, 
But I again, I don't like, I don't know if it's a silo I, or storage. Movies in the eighties where it's like the ground just opens up in a farm field. Yeah. Um, but nuclear missiles—they don't have to be near the cities. That like—that's the Nike missiles that are defending the cities, so they're near the cities. Mm-hmm. But these are just—I got something that just says like North Dakota and South Dakota. The active ones are still in Missouri. This is National Park Service. I don't mm. know how they're how they get to just tell you. Mm. National Park Service gets to just tell you where the missile sites are. I like that NPS. I think I'd, I'd donate to them hmm. for them. Tell me where the nuclears. Tell me where the nuclears are. <laughs> January 24th, 1961, a B-52 carrying two 24-megaton nuclear bombs. It crashed while taken off from an air base in Goldsboro, North Carolina. I've been there. Uh, one of the weapons sank in a swampy farmland. In a swampy farmland. In yeah. some swampy farmland. Uh, its uranium core was never found despite intensive search efforts uh, depth of 50 feet. To ensure no one else could recover the weapon, uh, the Air Force bought all that land um, and made it government land so civilians couldn't go down and snoop around. But, yeah, just <laughs> sank into a swamp in rural North Carolina. <laughs> never, no one's found that shit yet. i got to buy your farm. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, this is scary that, like, Nike I mean, missile sites. well, first of all, is that, I mean, what a... Uh, <clears throat> What a what an example of like human error and like just how we're just screwing up the planet. Like not only are we making these atomic bombs that could kill hundreds of thousands of people, we're also losing them. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're gonna, you got to Well, this this is just nuclear missiles. Yeah. How many other bombs were just whoops? Regular ones that do blow up. Whoops, accident. Whoopsie. Just finding them around. I, I oh, this, this this one's kind of bumming me out. <laughs> you know. Well, it, it makes you think. You know, it, it's scary. Not me. <laughs> Not me. I don't think. No way. You I, can't. You can't make me. me. <laughs> and then one that I've heard about from uh, for years. I, I heard about this as a kid. Because of the proximity to where I grew up, uh, Tybee Island, Georgia. You ever been down that area? You're, you've been to Savannah. Yeah. Tybee Island's just a few miles off the coast. It's a okay. little island near Savannah. Um, February fifth, nineteen fifty-eight, an F eighty-six fighter jet collided with a B forty-seven bomber that just happened to be carrying a seventy-six hundred pound Mark fifteen nuclear bomb. That's scary. First of all, how, how how are two planes colliding like that one always gets me like like i guess like by a busy airport i could see miscalculation but you're the fucking air force you're supposed to be the best at this yeah so the b-47 got ran into by the f-8 f-86 and the b-47 before it could land or crash it it got rid of its bomb dropped it in uh what they call wassail sound a uh, little little inlet there uh, where the Wilmington River meets the Atlantic. Um, so they, they got rid of the bomb before it... Actually, the the B-47 landed safely, but after the collision, they thought it was, you know, they, were going, they themselves were going to crash. So they got rid of the bomb, dropped it into the uh, Wausau Sound. Uh, 10-week search conducted by over 100 Navy personnel. Uh, couldn't find. Couldn't find it. Well, that's what I got to find out. Do, I mean... 
and they how think it's the, still there. Well, just how are these things detonated? That's a good question. Like, if you were able to drop it safely into the ocean, I don't know if there's some remote control, some... Yeah, if, or if that's the case. Yeah, why wouldn't that be the case of just, you could drop the bomb and then somebody else presses a button to set it off. Mm-hmm. So there's no accident. Well, I mean, I don't know, man. These, you just think you'd be more careful. And they've been looking for this one forever. Uh, July 04, a small private team led by retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Derek Duke. He discovered high levels of radiation and unusual mag... Some word I can't say. Uh, I can't, not that I can't say it. I, I can't pronounce it. Give it a shot. Uh, uh, Sound it out. Magnetometer readings. Magnetometer. Yeah. Sure. yeah. That's not too hard. I would have said magnetometer. Magnetometer readings. The from the movies. <laughs> um, they, they got readings of all this radiation uh, just off the southern tip of uh, Little Tybee Island. Uh, using coordinates recorded by the pilot of the B-47, the team determined this is the most likely spot of the bomb's resting place. So they think they know exactly the area it is, but they... You know, 60 years later, they, they still can't find it. Yeah, I guess there's no concern over, like, like somebody stealing it, you know, somebody getting gaining possession of a nuclear weapon, like the way they bought that whole mm-hmm. swamp to protect the other one. Yeah, but like this is, you know, essentially in the ocean. Yeah. So uh, I, think, I think that is an issue, though, with some of these is what if they get into the wrong hands? You know, what if... Yeah. Terrorists go looking for these well, like, like yeah, an Easter like every egg. Every 80s action movie. Yeah. We have a bomb. <laughs> one stolen nuclear missile. It's all it takes. One to hold everyone hostage. Mm. I always wonder how they would do Like, listen, we're going to blow up the world unless you give us a bunch of money. But then they just have a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. I, was that, was that uh, Austin I, Powers where he wanted $1 million? Yeah. Oh. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I gotta, watch, I gotta see if that one holds up. Man, that shit killed me at, at the time. Now I watched like it recently. Yeah? Eh, you know, just I'm so many, like, 12-year-old jokes. Just yeah, well, so many boners and boogers and farts. And... It, it, it scratched an itch when I, when I when <laughs> oh, yeah. that itch. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of movies that, that don't hold up, uh, I saw, I recently watched Garden State. Uh, yeah, I don't have to watch it. When that came out, that was like early 2000s. And uh, I don't know, that was, you know, like, it, it was like, oh, this is a indie film with like, oh, and he's playing yeah. the soundtrack. It's all these cool college indie bands. And I didn't hate it. I wasn't, I wasn't mesmerized by it. But seeing it 15 years later, like, I'm not shitting on it. It's not an awful movie, but like. His character, and then what's her name, Natalie Portman, like, some of that shit's just so insufferable. Just like, oh, oh aren't you cute? Aren't you just precious? Yeah, like, get like, over it, yourself. Th- th- and there wasn't that, so that's why it was something to see at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is like a nuance, blah, blah, blah. It sold, sold it on the soundtrack a lot. Yeah. Everybody, it's good music, and is that. My friend uh, Dan Ozzy, who writes for Vice, just did the video where they're in the vent's office and she puts the headphones on his head, but uh. just put diarrhea sounds. It's a good chuckle. If you want to go back to 12-year-old jokes. <laughs> That's funny. With Garden State. Oh, my God. But I, whenever somebody like, I'm going to hold a country hostage with a nuclear weapon and we're going to get... <clears throat> has, that, that's something. Like, has there ever, ever been a plot? Like, what's the most amount of money stolen? Ooh. Like in real life? Yeah, because, like, how could you spend... Oh, that's a great Like, question. how could you spend $10 million 
Like, you'd still have to just pace it out. Like, oh, who's this guy who just bought a house for $4 million in cash? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, how do you, like, steal that much money? It's a very fast and furious plot line. Mm-hmm. Largest bank robbery ever, up to $900 million possibly stolen. Really? Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, let's see. But that guy's still got to just kind of, like, eat at Burger King once in a while. Yeah. He can't just be flashing the cash around. Following a well-planned operation that involved months of spying through the use of sophisticated software, unknown hackers originating from Russia, China, and Europe managed to steal at least $300 million from a large number of banks, which are now aware of the hack but choose not to disclose these losses also will take up to 60 business days to <laughs> refund <laughs> uh, yeah what okay well hackers one thing i guess you could turn it into cryptocurrency and then use it mm-hmm. without question yeah speaking of cryptocurrency i'm i'm probably gonna go that route now i don't know man just someone had not only a david stone id they had a fake version of my debit card and my pin number that's scary man how do you i mean how, how am i supposed to prevent that so the fact that they had a debit card and my pin number do you think that's one of those you always hear these scams like anytime you swipe your debit no, card I, w- I always wiggle like at a, at a gas station if i'm using a card i wiggle the thing where you slide the card in because they say like a lot of those just come right off so they'll just come by and the reader goes over it looks like where you put your credit card in uh-huh it looks just like it they slide it over the actual credit card reader so you still make your transaction but, but it's now, also reading your information really so i like now i wiggle it I mean, it's not much. To, to see if it'll come off? Yeah, or... if, it's, if there's a device on it. Oh, so like there's like physically a little condom over it or something. Yeah, like... it looks like a, like a plastic cover that huh. is the same as, looks the same as what you'd put your card into, but it's also taking your information. And then they just come back a week later and grab that, and it's got everybody's transactions? Or how, yeah, or, or I think I remember seeing how mine got stolen once was like, always watch them slide your card hmm. if they're taking it at a store. I don't know. I'm probably bad with it, but yeah. I... So I need to just start doing what you suggest. I need to just spend everything on a on my on my credit card, and then just pay that off. If you at can, the end yeah, of and if you have the means to just pay that off, and never let the credit card company get mm-hmm. a single cent of your money, mm-hmm. and then take their. I mean, yeah. Reward. I mean, what's the difference from me making twenty transactions this month on my debit card? Yeah, or get and get whatever little benefits the credit card might offer. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just getting it's just easily getting caught up and yeah yeah. Forgetting about it. And yeah. So you got to be careful with that. But I, so even, yeah, I guess cryptocurrency, I guess you can exist that way. I like super villains, man. Again, they're, they're out there. These guys, these hackers that are just stealing. And that's not going to help you if your money's in the bank. I hated banks so much. When I first moved here for the first three years when I lived uh-huh. in LA, I didn't have a bank account. <laughs> I put all my money in a Walmart money card. Oh, I remember you doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you had to go to, like, fucking Pacoima. <laughs> I had to go to Panorama City. Yeah. Back then was the closest Walmart here. And uh, so I'd go up there to cash checks and do all that. But, yeah, I was like, fuck. <laughs> that was my version of, pretty hard. fuck these big corporations. I'm putting my money in Walmart. <laughs> I'll show them. Well, hey, still probably better protection over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... But then... Oh. I, just, I get so upset about the bank stuff. Mm-hmm. 
like how badly they fuck things and they got to bail out. But if you're just some shithead who's got your couple of thousand dollars in there, fuck you, buddy. And I told the lady on the phone yesterday, I was like, she kept talking about the investigator. The investigator, he's, he blah, blah, blah. I was yeah. like, I guarantee fucking tell you, if this was the investigator's money, he'd figure out, he'd solve this yeah. case before 60 business days. Yeah. You know? Also, just, how about the fact that. I, mean, I don't know how much money you have in there, but if it's less than a couple thousand dollars, that's a person that needs that money. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's somebody that needs that money. Yeah. I just don't. I, when I told him, too, like, you're now a liability. Like, once this all clears up and I get this money back, I'm taking it all out. Fuck them. I'll join a credit union or whatever. But, like, you're a liability. Like, who would want to bank with someone where if. To no fault of your own, you get frauded. You're now fucked for 60 business days. Who, who wants to do that? I think we got to get into the banking conspiracies. I think this nuclear thing just gave way to how do how do we? Uh... It's oh, all right. Let me let me throw another one at you real quick. 1968. While returning. <laughs> while returning to home base in in Norfolk, Virginia, the USS Scorpion, a nuclear attack submarine, mysteriously sank about 400 miles to the southwest of the Azores Islands. In addition to the tragic... Azores. Azores, okay. I think. I'm not sure either. (laughs) No, I don't. Uh, In addition to the tragic loss of all 99 crew members, the Scorpion was carrying two unspecified nuclear weapons. They were either anti-submarine missiles or torpedoes that were tipped with nuclear warheads. These could yield up to 250 kilotons of explosive power, um, gone forever. No one knows what the hell happened to that one either. So there's no telling how many of these weapons, these nuclear weapons, are at the bottom of the ocean. And if you want to go, cause like how, oh, we crashed. Oh, no, we secretly released our cargo, and then somebody sold that nuclear weapon mm-hmm. to some terrorists because they're – I'm sure – this has to be like Die Hard 6 or some shit, mm-hmm. just a movie I haven't seen yet. <laughs> Right? <coughs> That's got to be one. Oh, the military fakes losing a nuclear weapon, but really they sold it because there's a traitor in the military. That's a plot. That's a movie. Mm. Some Somebody, a listener will tell us whatever movie it is <laughs> I just came up with. Oh, man. But, yeah, that's just so scary. Like, not only do we as humans, uh, you know, have not, not us, but the human race has figured out how to make these bombs. We can't even keep track of them. What's the worst thing you ever lost yeah. or the most valuable thing or the most sentimental thing? Like, have you ever... Well, if I lose a joke notebook, I lose my... Oh, yeah. I, I would rather lose my wallet. Have you lost some joke notebooks? I lost one. <laughs> That's not much. I lost one in London last year, and I was so bothered about it, I couldn't sleep. I woke up, and it was like dawn, and I just went out and, like, retraced my steps around the neighborhood mm. trying to find it. Couldn't find it? No. Oh, that's a bummer, man. Well, because... I don't even look at old ones and this and that. I'm like, oh, these are all stupid. But as soon as I lose one, I'm like, probably the best bit you ever wrote was Mm -hmm. in there. I was on tour one time. I was somewhere in Ohio or Kentucky. I was at a truck stop, and I had to go in and and take care of some business and uh, was just convinced that I had left my phone in the the stall and uh, came back to the van, couldn't find my phone. I spent literally an hour and a half. Uh, hanging out at that truck stop. I looked in every bathroom. I retraced my steps. Literally an hour and a half. Just every square inch of that place, yeah. I was staring down at the ground, and I had covered and uh, went back just to take a rest and have I had a bottle of water in the van and uh, sitting right there in the cup holder was my phone. <laughs> That's more of an... I always, like... 
I think like every couple months, I think I throw my keys in the garbage. <laughs> There's always like, here's a thing in one hand that you want to keep, and here's yeah. a thing in the other hand that's trash, and I just confuse it. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that. I always lose, especially now I've been dicking around in the garage, always lose my keys. Always put my, like yesterday, I'm like, where's my phone? Oh, of course you put it on the top shelf out of sight for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Dumb idiot. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so anyway, there's a bunch of atomic bombs, Well, uh, nuclear we bombs. We not cover anything. Just know that, people. Know that. <sighs> They're out there. We've misplaced our nuclear weapons mm-hmm. like a fucking Starbucks gift card. <laughs> oh man do you think it's ever going to come to that do you think it's uh i mean how is how is anybody supposed to survive with all these like i said some of these reports modern day nuclear weapons 1000 times as powerful as the ones that we dropped on japan there's got to be there's got to be some sort of insurance plan built into them so they don't detonate accidentally hmm I mean, it's, they're manufacturing them here, yeah, or in a place, an allied area. There's got to be something put in place. It's not like, oh darn. I was reading a story the other day about uh, apparently a couple of days before nine eleven, there was a threat or a rumor or some sort of intel that uh, ISIS had planted a uh, nuclear bomb in Times Square. Like, literally in Times Square, like, underneath a newspaper stand or something. I don't know. But that was a few days before 9-11. And it turned out that that was faulty information. But there was a couple of days where they didn't obviously reveal it to the American public. But there was a couple of days where our intelligence community was like, oh, shit, there might be an atomic bomb or nuclear bomb. still why they take that shit so seriously. A bag left alone, you know. Yeah. That's what people are using. Mm -hmm. That's why I was, you know... I think it was same place. I think it was Heathrow. I remember just walking around with like I had some trash in my hand, and I couldn't find a garbage can anywhere. I'm like, what the hell? You've got? It's like because it's an easy place to hide bombs. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so scary. Yeah. Um, just going back to like the number, uh, they say it's it's hard to pin down the exact number that uh, America and or Russia has because especially during the Cold War, no one, nobody wanted to admit how many nukes they had, much less lost. Uh, estimates vary, but the general number for America is that we've lost uh, 10 to 20 nuclear bombs. And uh, Russia, they think, is lost or misplaced. And again, lost or are they just not telling us? Uh, but they think Russia has misplaced 50 to 100 Um 11 bombs have been confirmed missing by the U.S. government alone. Uh, estimated losses by the U.S. and Russia amount to, yeah, that's the same thing. But uh, one former Soviet general, uh, he claimed on a, a 60 Minutes interview back in 1997 that there were over 100 missing nuclear weapons from the Soviet era. Uh, he claims his claims were challenged, uh, but uh, no one can confirm it. But there, there's no firsthand account. You know, this is just an estimate from this guy. But uh yeah, high-ranking Russian dude says that they're missing a hundred. That's one of the, that's one of the uh, theories about the the Dyatlov Pass incident, mm-hmm. which we need to get into that one day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was the, the story about these hikers that went missing, uh-huh. and they were all found in kind of suspicious ways. Yeah, but that they maybe stumbled on some military activity, mm. and that's how, that's why they covered it up. Oh. Or that there was there was some other theory too, or it was like a 
I don't know. I, I got to look it up. I'm not going to. We already talked out our ass enough about this. But that's one of the ideas there. So uh, we lost a bunch of bombs. So there could just be a nuclear explosion mm-hmm. on accident. Yeah, that's true. If you weren't worried about uh, the malicious intent that someone would launch a nuclear missile, one could just blow up underneath you when you're out there on a boogie board. Ugh. Just out there enjoying a day at the beach, and all of a sudden, kaboom. kaboom. Although, not a bad way to go. Hey, what a great day at the beach. And then the nothingness. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, that's what you're saying. If you want to die in a nuclear war, you know, you want to be right where... Right where that missile falls. You don't want to be sitting there just waiting for the cloud to come over and then your skin falls off. Yeah. Just get right under it. Oh, man. Scary stuff. All right. Let's well, bring it home. Want to land this bomb? Let's, this one was uh, not a lot of humor in the fact that we've lost uh, <laughs> weapons of mass destruction all uh. across our fine land. Got anything to plug? this come out uh this comes out uh 21st where am i gonna be where are you gonna be where the hell am i i'm in bethlehem pennsylvania this evening are you really yeah that's pretty cool little I, town of bethlehem yeah yeah oh well, you know where jesus was born mm-hmm. in pennsylvania <laughs> uh and then richmond tomorrow night dc thursday night huntington beach saturday night and uh, I'm on a show called Paradise PD. It's an animated show that's on Netflix. Oh, right, right. And I play a drug dog. When's that out? That's coming out next Friday the 31st on Netflix. Oh, that's that's cool, man. So watch that. It's going to be real silly. A lot of jokes you will like, uh, you'll laugh at a lot of them, and some of them you'll go like, oh, no. <laughs> that's great. And you're in, uh, so they're doing the whole season? How many episodes? Uh, I don't know. So like ten? Yeah. I don't Usually know. those are like ten. But you're a, you're a regular character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, that's great, man. Yeah, it's fun. Calvin Drug Dog. Uh, let's see. I got some dates coming up here. Let me think where I'm supposed to be. Uh, gonna be in Tampa, Florida, on the uh, 19th of September. I'll be at uh, oh shit, what's name? Uh, Ella's Americana Folk Art Cafe. And uh, that's a free show, by the way. When's that? September 19th? September 19th, I'll be in Tampa, Florida. On the 20th, I'll be in Jacksonville, Florida at uh, Dahlia's Poor House. That's on the 20th. And then looks like on the 21st, I'm going to be in Orlando, Florida at uh, Bullenbush. The Bullenbush. And uh, so, yeah. And then uh, we just announced a couple days ago. Uh, we, we talked about how you and I are separately are going to be headlining the uh, Cola Comedy Con mm-hmm. in Columbia, South Carolina. I'm headlining mm-hmm. Saturday the 22nd. You're headlining Sunday the 23rd. But also Sunday the 23rd that afternoon, 2 p.m., just announced at the New Brooklyn Tavern, a live Boogie Monster. Yeah. So we will be there. Uh, we've got Derek Sheen lined up as a guest. Might have a couple Sheen. of uh, great local Columbia comics join us as well. Uh, I'm friends with a lot. they got a great scene there in Columbia. So try to get a couple of those folks, uh, maybe Wayne Cousins or Jen Snyder or somebody in there to uh, talk some bullshit with us. But yeah, 2 o'clock on the 23rd before Kyle's show, uh, the afternoon of, of your show, uh, come see us. And uh, tickets are available now at TicketFly.com for that. Boy, selling fa- boy howdy. Selling fast. So that'll be fine. I'll, I'll promise not to get too drunk on this one. Well, I can't. I got the show that night, so I got to keep my wits about me. So it's up to you. Uh, Want to give a quick happy birthday shout out to Big Time Booger uh, from Milwaukee. Guy named Kevin Bellis. It's his birthday this week. Uh, oh. Huge Boogie Monster fan. 
his uh, his his better half uh, contacted me this week and said, "Hey, a shout out to Kevin on his birthday would be much appreciated." Uh, I believe I actually met him and his lady uh, last time I was in Milwaukee doing a great show there. So yeah. We don't do that often, but hey, why not? What do we care? Happy yeah, birthday, Kevin. opened up a real can of worms yeah. like that now. <laughs> and uh, real quick, Comic of the Week, trying to get back into this. Uh, one of my favorite dudes. Uh, he's been Comic of the Week uh, in the past, but he's got a new album out called The Twilight Door. Talking about Jared Logan. Jared Logan, Comic of the Week, new album, The Twilight man. Door. Haven't heard it yet, but... I mean, Jared's one of those guys that get on stage and read the phone book, and I'm going to laugh. So. Comedy power couple, him, uh, and, him and his missus, yeah. Kara Clank. Uh-huh. Yeah, you see them around town all the time together. So, Jared's just so couple, damn funny. A couple of crushers right there. He, uh, he started in Chicago, right? He's a Chicago guy, uh, I think. He's from West Virginia somewhere. He's from West Virginia, but I think, coast, he's, coast, I think he's. I think he cut his he, teeth yeah, in Chicago. He was, uh, he was in Chicago yeah, for just, a long time. Just a beast. But, yeah, check out Jared Logan, uh, The Twilight Door. That's probably his... At least a second, if not third or fourth album. I know he's had at least one on here before that we've talked about. But Hell yeah. Yeah, Comic of the Week, Jared Logan. So, no recipe today. Uh, got a good one coming up uh, for Patreons on the next Dave's Kitchen. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the video version of that, patrons. And if you're not a patron uh, yet, uh, patreon.com slash boogiemonster. Yeah. Four bucks a month, you get the Q&A bonus episode and a monthly Dave's Kitchen uh, web we'll get, series. We'll get that Q&A out for you soon. We've obviously been... Uh Reconfiguring over mm-hmm. the summer here. Yeah, you know, it's just kind of. Dave needs it. You got a few more things that have to go wrong. <laughs> so, oh boy, I'm I trying to <laughs> try to stay positive. Man, watch your back out there, buddy. <laughs> Do me a favor, just. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Still smoking a little weed, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, yeah, you need yeah. so, you need something, man. Yeah. You can't just. Traverse this world without an outlet, you know. Take the I'm edge saying off. it has to be chemical or substance, uh-huh. but we know how we live. Yeah. Oh, speaking of weed, did I tell you uh, real quick? Uh, <laughs> she doesn't listen, but uh, my my mom, my lovely mom, uh, as I've mentioned before, a uh, lot of health issues. Been in a wheelchair for 50 years. Um, just and that just creates all kind of just arthritis and bone issues and muscle issues. Just always in pain. Uh, got her, got her some uh, CBD balm, yeah. and uh, she's uh, and one of them. And I even told her, I was like, it's mainly CBD, but there's also some THC in this. And uh, she said, well, I think ever since Dad passed too, it's yeah. like, well, yeah, you know, I don't have to answer to anybody. And she's like, that uh-huh. stuff, that stuff works really good. <laughs> <laughs> just see old Nancy Stone just just Uh-oh. putting way too much lotion on her elbow. It just. <laughs> Just getting the munchies. Send me more. <laughs> just rubbing it into her oh, face. <laughs> that just warms my heart, though, to think that uh, sweet okay. little mom just uh, getting a little bit of uh, a weird feeling break. in the old noggin. She needs a break. <laughs> she needs a break. Yep. Get loose with it, old Mrs. Stone. Oh, boy. Well, all right, then. Hell yeah, man. I'll let you boys. The Boogie Monster.